0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Take This Job and Love It, a podcast that focuses on the ins and outs of the job search process and aspects of professional development. My name is Brian Fournette. I serve as Senior Associate Director in the Office of Career Strategy at Yale University. And almost as always, I am joined by my wonderful colleague, Stephanie Waite. Hi, Stephanie.
1: Hey Brian. Hi, folks. I'm Stephanie Waite. I'm also Senior Associate Director at Yale's Office of Career Strategy. And today, Brian and I are super lucky to be joined by two recent Yale College alums who are working in um, one of the coolest industries, in my opinion, which is the uh, industry of education. And um, I'm gonna let them both introduce themselves, um, but we are joined by Sarah Harris and Travis Reginald. Hi,
2: my name is Sarah Harris. I graduated from Yale in 2019. I was in Saybrook College. Say what? <laughs> um, and I uh, majored in sociology. I was also a part of the education studies program at Yale. And I'm currently teaching middle school social studies and science in San Francisco.
3: And hi everyone, this is Travis Reginald. I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi. I was Yale class of 2016 and I was in Berkeley college. We don't have a call. Uh, saying, like, say Brooke, but it is what it is. Like, I, I mean, my, my wife is, uh, is uh, was part of say <laughs> Bro- wasn't say Brooke, so I have that affiliation. Um, I major in sociology, similar to, to Sarah, and I was, yeah, ma- major in sociology and also the education study, so I uh, have that commonality as well. Uh, I'm looking forward to today's conversation. And, and I, I guess I'll add that I'm currently a research associate at the Urban Institute. So. Awesome, thank you both for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for being thanks. here, both of you, really. Um, so uh, I, I think it's kind of interesting that you both study sociology and you're both in the Ed Studies program. Um, I think that speaks to a, a couple of different things just about the, you know, flexibility of, uh, you know, the major to career process, um, but also the engagement in Ed Studies. So be, beyond um, education studies and, you know, just to give a little bit of context for our listeners, it is a, um, it's a, it's, a, it's a program here at Yale that allows students to really engage a little bit further with, um, with uh, education, essentially. So rather than having like a teacher training course or a teacher certification program, Ed Studies allows for interdisciplinary approaches and for students to come together in community and really um, delve into deep topics that are of interest to the students that are coming from a variety of backgrounds. And so, um, you know, it's a really cool program here. I think it's allowed for a lot of um, deep dives into various aspects of education. Um, but I'm curious to hear from you both, Sarah and Travis, uh, you know, what are some other ways that you engaged in education work while you were at Yale? Did you do any volunteer experiences, internships, you know, just kind of what was that, um, those those first perhaps few, um, moment of experiences that really got you thinking about going in this direction?
2: I think I, I ended up engaging in a lot of education-related work throughout my years in college. Um, it started off just being the activities that I was naturally drawn to, um, but then it kind of turned into um, a pattern in me intentionally doing it. But at first, I started working with um, a nonprofit that Um, works with advising low income and first generation college students on the college application process. So I was doing um, volunteer work with them. And then I continued working them, I got an internship, and I kind of just continued with that um, organization. And it kind of led to other avenues, um, specifically working with advocacy, both on campus and for high school students in the low income or first generation kind of realm. So I did a lot of work with QuestBridge. Um, I'm a QuestBridge scholar, and that is a scholarship that um, helps, you know, students who are in that background apply to college. Um, So I think that was really my kind of entry point into it. It was something I was like very personally engaged with, but also found ways to make kind of a career or volunteer work connections to as well.
1: Nice. So drawing upon some of the some of your background, your own experiences, and then wanting to mm-hmm. engage with others um, who, who mm-hmm.
3: needed additional exactly. support too—that's great. That's great. What about you, Travis? Yeah, in some ways, I feel like my story is somewhat similar to what Sarah shared. Like, I had interest in education, kind of when I came to Yale. And actually, my original thinking, career-wise, coming to Yale was that I was going to be a teacher. Like, I was greatly influenced by teachers I had and. Um, and, and so I was already kind of looking for different educational, oppor- you know, educational opportunities um, at Yale and, and, you know, like, and there's a couple of things I did on, did on campus, um, either paid or unpaid, um, you know, because Yale has camp- jobs on campus that are in education. Um, and I had a couple of positions, um, I think some or if not all of them were, were part of the federal, federal work study. Uh, for example, my freshman year, I was working at the... The Yale Law School has like an early child care center, um, which is really neat, it's like like this, you won't even know it's there, but like right, I guess in the middle of the Yale, the Yale Law School, and you know, like students or faculty or or people from the community, like you know, send their kids there, and it's like, think zero to two, um, and so it was really just, just neat having that experience, like working with well, young children, and kind of throughout my time in New Haven, I worked with students of different ages, whether uh, through volunteer at the Black Men's Union, or. Um, I guess volunteering, um, helping out with journalism efforts at a a local middle school. So I've been involved in a couple of middle schools and a high school, like Hill House High School in New Haven, through through a couple of different mentoring activities. Um, Yeah, so there's the paid positions, there's the volunteer uh, through through schools. Um, Yeah, and I think think New Haven, whether through Yale or some extracurricular groups, I think there's there's a a myriad of, of opportunities to to do mentoring or tutoring tutoring to students in New Haven. Um, and so I really, really enjoyed that um, piece. Um, and of course, there's like, you know, of course the things that you learn through the education studies program, but a lot of great opportunities that I was able to take advantage of. So,
1: so, so Travis, I'm, I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So did you intentionally work with a lot of different age ranges of folks to then determine what
3: was going to come next, or did you feel like it was just happenstance and it just you know unfolded in that direction? Good question. I, you know, I, I think in terms of whether I was intentionally working with, with students of different ages, I would say that it kind of just happened that way. Because uh, I'm thinking out like a couple things I didn't mention, is like yeah, because I really did um, through those brands I already mentioned, and also through some summer opportunities. Uh, summer internships are also in education, um, so I had a chance to, to work through the Yale Bulldogs Across America program, which I was in Louisville, Kentucky. Worked with the neighborhood house there. Um, primarily, I think, elementary school students, maybe some middle school students as well. And of the K through 12 piece, or, or even early childhood education that I was particularly interested in, I was kind of, I'm really interested in edu- like every, all, all parts of education, from preschool to higher education. Um, so it was, it was a great opportunity to just, it was mainly ha- happenstance, but I was, Reflecting back on it, it was nice that I was able to kind of essentially work with students from zero to, you know, 12th grade, essentially. In my experience, the last thing I mentioned is that my second summer, um, summer after my my sophomore year, I went back to Mississippi, which is where I'm from, and worked with the upper bound program there, which is actually a program I did when I was in high school. And so, you know, it's a federal trio program working uh, for students who typically will be the first in their family to go to college or, or low income um and, and so it was a great opportunity to you know, serve as a as a counselor to high school students there so um yeah, yeah definitely sought the opportunity out yeah because it just don't matched my interests and i think skill sets at the time so nice. i was i was curious you know for uh for a lot of
0: students that have aspirations towards edu- education uh the fact that you know yale as an example doesn't have uh, like an education like major in the conventional sense, sounds as though you both were able to sort of see how to develop these skills and engage in this uh, industry and kind of prepare yourselves without that. I'm wondering if you can speak to your either your awareness of that coming in or how you adapted to that throughout your time as an undergrad
2: personally i I did not think coming in. To Yale that I would be involved in education. It was not like the specific major or career interest that I had. I actually I wanted to go into social work because I was like I wanted a mm. career where I can really be engaged in like help like work where I'm working with people and I'm helping people and I'm you know dealing with um issues of access and equity to different types of resources and. Uh, Yale also does not have like a social work program really or anything, so I I had a similar problem where I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to make my own path here. And then I think that I just kind of fell into education. I had a couple opportunities my first year trying to volunteer with different organizations and then it wasn't until the beginning of my sophomore year that I um, found the education studies program. And at that point I was like, okay, well, maybe this is maybe this is the career move for me because I have just naturally found myself so interested in this and now I have I found this program that I didn't really know existed um thankfully today I think it's much more widely publicized to their students in their first year so I think that that opportunity is open to a lot more people um but I really just had to think about like oh okay if this is something that I'm naturally already doing and spending all my time on maybe that's a sign for me to to go into it and for a career move so I think that in terms of not having an education major or a teacher certification program it didn't really change my trajectory at all Um, but I do think that having that as like a more well publicized program now is probably allowing a lot more people to access that and think about that because it isn't something that a lot of first-year Yale students really think about, like, not many people want to be teachers or want to be in education. I think that um, a lot of people have different kind of aspirations or just don't know what they want to do and they want to explore, so I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I just want to jump in real quick and say the Ed Studies program now offers a, a certificate path, so you can get a certificate as opposed to doing um, the full Bloom program, if that you know makes more sense. So I think they're finding ways to really expand the program and, and um, make it more accessible to more students, which is really, really nice. And I, I, I just want to lift you up a little bit, Sarah, and say, you know it was really it was really great to hear that uh, you know despite not having you know certain programs at the institution, you found ways um, to really make it work for you. And, and what I was hearing from you too is this reflective element of saying, "Okay, this is actually what I really want to do. How can I make this work while I'm at this institution and engaged in this community?"
3: Great. Yeah, and I'll just jump and add a couple, a couple of thoughts because I mean, th- think it's a great question. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because because at Yale, I mean, there are you no know, conversation you have around charting a path, and you know, one of the things that was kind of evident to me at some point in my time at Yale is that, you know, like there isn't there's multiple paths that you can take in that, you know, you have folks who st- study English and go off to do work in finance or, or something like that. And in some way with education, like, there's so many subjects that are applicable mm-hmm. if you want to study education. So like, whether it's like you want to be a subject matter expert in a certain content area, it's so like you want to be an English major or a math major, um, which of course Yale offers. Um, and for me, like I, my, my interest coming to in Yale was primarily in English. And so I was, I was starting off as an English major, but then, I realized I can do some, some of that, what I was interested in around writing and sociology. And once I sociology, it kind of provides like a framework for understanding the field of education. And, you know, and of course, in, in your course you talk about education because it's such a um, influential and important like, institution, you know, in sociology studies institutions and organizations. And so there's a lot of um, analyses around, around education there. Um, and I think this, this also just speaks to, like the nature of like, Yale students, right, of like, we coming with like a lot of different interests you know and kind of the whole notion of like global arts education you know where people are exploring topics across many domains um and I think that's really important especially in, in education like having um uh, you know courses in you know physical sciences you know more creative writing courses and, and yeah and, and so i, I think doing a Yale curriculum in general even without the even without the official education major i think was was really beneficial to kind of shaping how I thought about education. And, and I think what um, Sarah mentioned earlier about like, the initial interest in, in, in social work kind of speaks to, like once again, just, to me, what I think about like, kind of, like the overlap between these different um, careers. Like, I mean, there are some, you know, because some people ask, you know, with teachers, like, are teachers, like, what are, what are the role of teachers? Like, are, like, some teachers, by default, have to sometimes work as a social worker. Um, because of limited resources in schools. Um, And and so you have, I I think there's a lot of, um, I think it's also just the benefit of having a diverse workforce coming from different backgrounds in general, kind of um, teaching students. Um, And the last thing I'll add, and it may come up later, is is that also in education, I think about this triangle of, and and not just education, but you think about this in a lot of different areas of like practice, research, and policy, Um, and and maybe something we talk about in education studies program too, Um, And, you know, where you are in a triangle, what what your interests are kind of can kind of point you in the direction of where you want to go. If you're interested in policy, like Yale has, um, I think, like, like policy courses and um, I don't know if there's like, like an official major, but um, there there are things that that are similar um, that students can study around um, getting those policy skills. um, So, but, yeah.
2: So I just want to add one thing, Travis, you just made me think about something else is how diverse the education studies program was, or just how diverse education classes at Yale were and how many Mm -hmm. people could come at it from so many different lenses and angles. And that truly is like reflective of how the field of education works. So I think even if you're interested in education and you want to be involved, but you don't want to be a teacher, like people automatically assume being a teacher or working at a school is like this the only option to be in education mm-hmm. and i think that there are so many different ways to be involved in the education sphere there is education technology there is you know mental health work and psychology that has to go with it there's policy there's you know financial pieces so i think that that is really interesting Um and kind of the other side of that is having a program that focuses on education at yale is so important i think because so many people who will take one or two education classes because it's interesting and they they feel like they just want to take it for kind of like quote unquote fun. They then go on to whatever other industry they're in and they continue with that knowledge of the importance of education and some of the pieces, some of the like very intricate and complicated pieces that make up this institution. So they can bring that into whatever field they're working on. And I think that that just makes education better as a whole too.
1: Completely, I completely agree. Um, So I actually, I would love to hear you all deep dive and share a little bit about your day-to-days, the work that you're doing now, Um, given that you you both did the Ed Studies program Um, you both decided and and desired to go into education in some way, shape, or form, like, what's that like, you know, because I'm sure we have listeners here who are thinking, okay, like this sounds sounds neat, this sounds like me, this reflects my values, my interests, like, what does the day-to-day really feel like, Um, and not to say, like, you have to, you know, dive into, like, hour one is what I do, you know, here, Uh, you know, so, Mm -hmm. but just give us a kind of general sense of what what are some of the key elements present in the work that you're doing now? And, you know, are you finding joy in
2: that? Um, well, currently I'm working as a teacher um, in a, uh, right now we are on virtually, I'm working as a teacher. Um, but of course, last year I started in the in the physical classroom. Um, so right after graduating, I joined um, Teach for America, which is a program that can It trains teachers over the summer and then gets you into the classroom very quickly and you kind of Concurrently teach as you earn your certification. So it is a very intense pathway into the classroom, and it is not a path for everyone Um, Nor do I think it should be I think there's more traditional ways to To go and get your teacher certification and to study education But I really wanted to get into the classroom as quickly as possible Um, and it is probably the most challenging, but the most rewarding experience of my entire life. It is, um, I think Travis, you mentioned it earlier, teachers play so many roles in society. It is not just delivering content. So I am, you know, I am mm-hmm. sometimes a social worker. I am, you know, especially this past year, just sometimes I have to be my students hype man and just be that person that is there for them that can tell them that like, we can get through this and we can get through it together. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also, developing um, curriculum sometimes. You're also, you know, analyzing data and you're trying to plan and correct course in your classes. So it is a very complex role, more complex than people who haven't done it, I think, believe, Um, but it is just so incredible to work with young people. Um, And I work with middle school students. I think developmentally, middle school students are a very fascinating age group because their first, it's like that first, Ch- like time to really become your own person and to explore their identity. So I think it's a really neat time to get to be there for someone and be a part of someone's life.
3: Great, yeah, and, um, and just as a matter for folks that, yeah, that I'm currently a research associate at the Urban Institute, um, which is interesting because like, it's a different, a slightly different path than kind of my previous experiences, right, of like mainly in kind of the education practice piece of working directly with students. And I think that also goes back to that triangle of like, it's also can be beneficial to have, you know, experiences in different parts of that triangle. I think it enriches like your practice or your research to kind of have that experience. And so, you know, towards in, in the end of the co- of college, I got more interested in research and had mentors, which go to education piece of like having people there to support you. I had a, a great mentor at Yale, and it was a postdoc. Um, Really walked me through the research process, and I was like, kind of demyst- demystified it for me, um, which is really beneficial. And 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 so, actually, my senior year, I applied to both teaching jobs and um, jobs and education, like policy research, and kind of, you know, went from there. Um, kind of just based on the offers I got, and else we decided to go into research. Um, although at some point I could um, go directly into to teaching, um, and and yeah, and so. At the Urban Institute, in my current role, because I, I, I started re- as a research assistant, and so I've kind of, you know, I've been here for the past five years, roughly, and, and and so my responsibilities kind of changed uh, over those years. Um, but, but at its core, like, you know, I'm typically working on a couple different projects at a time. There may be a different parts of the research process, and so I recently kicked off a an education-based project, um, looking like evaluating. A program in in New York City for pretty um, like like black and brown boys uh, um in a city kind of with an eye towards education equity um knowing um there for all these students like the schools that they' are in like they weren't getting like the resources they need or or support they needed and so like this program was created to um yeah, essentially provide those additional opportunities, um, and, and to have a, a, a supportive environment for students, where teachers, you know, teachers and staff, administrators, all believed in students, um, was able to equip them with the tools they needed. And so, so a lot of what I do at Urban is program evaluation, um, which, which I wasn't really familiar with um, prior to coming to Urban. But um, essentially using, you know, different methods, whether quantitative or qualitative, to, you know, talking directly to students, parents, teachers. I'm um, looking at administrative data to so like you know, like information is collected around you know, whether it's attendance or disciplinary action or grades or, or, or things like that. So um yeah, and it really just depend varies in my projects depending on where they are. Like that project is the beginning, some projects I might I'm towards the end I'm like writing up results, thinking about creative ways to get the information out there, um, you know in which it could be what you and what you can be more of a participatory approach and so so it's also been interesting in the research space of like, you know, not you know, you're not just doing research on people, but you're doing research with, with communities that are impacted. And so it's been interesting to kind of kind of do that work, um, and so kind of you build, you're building knowledge with, um, you know, with teachers, with with families. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, of course, issues that in education that, you know, warrant further study, and and some of that comes up through you know studying things like education and sociology because you see. A lot of the inequities in the education system um, and, and so it's been interesting to be at urban and kind of work on a couple of different education projects um, across different topics whether k-12 to and, and even a project i had around early child care education and an avail- availability of child care um, in, in dc so but i'll just stop there for now but yeah but yeah but, but generally it kind of follows like a traditional research process but you know, you, you, but you're juggling a couple of different research pro- projects at a time, and topics can vary um, as well as the time went. so
1: <laughs> very, very cool. and And I just want to take this uh, moment to lift you up Travis too and say, you know the, right. these are the things that make greater impacts, and these are the the you know elements of, yeah. of the, the work that's being done in education that oftentimes that don't get the the forefront of the notice. So uh, thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, I think it's really important work, in, and I, it sounds like you have some variety, too, in the types of research projects um, that you get to engage with, so um, yeah. very, very cool. Um, I, I think it's great for, for listeners, students, folks who are just kind of generally interested in maybe exploring education to hear the deep variety. Um, you know, teaching, Sarah, to your point, is not just, you know, standing up in front of a classroom and doing classroom management, right? Like, you are doing curriculum development. You are doing elements of social work. You are, you know, being that for your students and, and, and allowing that more holistic kind of environment and then doing these uh, broader-based research projects and analyses and evaluations and recalibrating of really important programs that are being implemented uh, across the nation. So, uh, thank you both for really uh, sharing um more intimate details about the work that you get to do in education
0: yeah i I I actually have a a follow-up question to that i think you both gave some fantastic examples of how these sort of um sort of surprise elements of the each of your respective positions comes up and I'm wondering if you could tell us in per your personal experiences what are the sort of surprise skill sets you've needed to implement in your current role um, each your roles are, are, are different yet they are connected in some way uh, but they also have this breadth to them that I find fascinating and I feel like people are sometimes unfortunately surprised by that breadth and they they sometimes see unconventional skill sets sort of arise after the fact, and and I love to get people seeing anticipating that a little earlier. I'm wondering if you could each share from your own perspective, per your current job, what has been the surprise skill set you've leveraged? <laughs> Travis, take the jump.
3: <laughs> sure, I, I can jump in. Yeah, yeah. It isn't thing about. I mean, like as far as like surprise skill sets or even surprise you know surprises in the workplace, like. You know, a couple things um, come to mind. You, you know, because when you're applying for a position, and you know, you're doing potentially your informational interviews, and, you, or, and if you, if you get an offered inter, you know interview officially, like you're, you're trying to learn more, more about the organization you, you may be going to, and you know, I think that you won't be able to assess everything. Um, and, and so, when, when, typically, when you think about a research organization, you people have a, a certain um, picture in that mind, it, it, it may picture like cubicles, like people kind of like in our silos, like not talking to each other really. Um, and and so it was surprising when I got to Urban, it was kind of like very different than that. Like it was in a very collaborative space. Uh, and it's like the idea of like, yeah, really working mm-hmm. together, like in these teams of like five or so different people with different backgrounds kind of to collaborate on, on different issues. And so um, it really lifted up the, the importance of, of, of teamwork, um, but also, you know, one of the things I was about my senior year, because, like, one of the career paths people go into is consulting, right? And, you know, like, for folks who, you know, like myself, who may be interested in education, you know, if people are interested in consulting, they might think, oh, I need to do, look for, like, a niche, like, boutique, consult, like, public sector consulting firm, whatever. Um, and what I didn't realize about Urban is that some of my work is consulting-like, um, which was uh, a nice surprise, because like, I actually applied to consulting jobs my senior year as well, because I wanted to, like, some public sector consulting jobs. Um, and so, yeah, because part of what we do is like technical assistance, um, which I think of as consulting, so like you're providing subject matter expertise to local governments a lot of times. Um, and so I've done, done this um, primarily um, in the, the criminal justice space, um, but like for for counties that are trying to like do do innovative work, trying to like create a, like a program to um, help provide people who are leaving jails or prisons with the with the resources they need, um, we can kind of like provide guidance based on previous work we did, and we also do and do some of the things in education as well. And so kind of you know like having that that kind of mindset of positioning yourself to kind of I don't know what the right word, but like to be confident in in what in what you've gained like over the years, Mike from practice, from your volunteer experiences from internships and job experience to kind of be able to to use that to um, provide guidance to um, people who are trying to do um, do this work because a, a lot of time when people are limited in capacity and so they don't have the bandwidth to think about some of these issues or they, they're not familiar with um, some of the, some of some of these other promising models and so kind of you know, going through your own know, kind of having the research experience you kind of have kind of equipped you to kind of um, be able to provide um, guidance. Um, in that way. And the last thing I'll add is, I think this is probably applicable to a lot of different um, careers, but, it, and it comes up, I know, um, through Yale you know, Career Services and such, it, it is kind of like, what well, some people may call soft skills, but they're not really soft skills, which is, you know, like, really the people skills. Um, and and, and the, work, the workplace is, you no, know, it's a really fascinating place, like, there's all these different dynamics, and, and one thing that I, I found myself saying over and over again, over the past couple of years, is that people hear things very differently. Um, like when you're sharing things, and we, we work on a lot of uh, a lot of matters that I mean, like they carry a lot of weight, and like that, you know, because like, you're dealing with questions around justice and um, and well-being, and, and you know, like it it is just reminded to me to like kind of once to try to slow down at times to kind of make sure that we're all like on the same page as a team. Um, and, and also, like right during the pandemic, like which has been trying time for for, for everyone. Of like also, you know, cutting your you know yourself and your t- your team um, slack, and you know to realize that you know <laughs> some things can wait, wait for tomorrow. Um, so, so I think it's really just like those kind right. of like social emotional skills that I, I, think, I think are really important, and I think you know um, can be can often be overlooked in the workplace. So absolutely, mm-hmm. That's great.
0: Uh, really important stuff. I think you've you've touched on a lot that certainly has presented itself most notably in the last year uh in in very unique ways, but I think regardless of the time frame it has a pervasiveness. Sarah, what do you think?
2: Um I was I was actually thinking of the, a very similar thing to what Travis just ended with, but the social and emotional skills you need to be in the classroom or to work with young people um mm-hmm. you you need them in any workplace but you especially need them when you're working as as a teacher or with children Mm -hmm. um part of part of that is just something that i found so interesting over the past year is thinking about how can i teach these like self-regulation or these social and emotional skills how to make friends how to regulate how to recognize how i'm feeling to people like it's something that Mm. you can't or at least for me i can't pinpoint learning those so trying to um to teach those to others is very interesting. And it takes a lot of just modeling that in yourself and kind of recognizing, okay, class, I'm frustrated. I'm going to take a deep breath right now to, you know, calm myself down and just trying to use those skills in yourself, but also teach them at the same time. Um, And it's very Mm -hmm. interesting because for a lot of us, there's a lot of learning and mindfulness of your own, like interpersonal skills. You just have to like be more mindful of in this, um, in this area. Um, on top of that, I think that to be a teacher, you have to be really good at multitasking, something (laughs) that I did not realize until my first day in the classroom. And there was a hundred things going on at once and you have to do them all at once. And you have to pay attention to 30 people while you're only one person. Um, Mm -hmm. also a nice surprise is just the creativity that goes along with this job. You have a huge Mm -hmm. amount of room to be very creative in the, types of information you have to give to students in the ways you can display that information and then just like the different activities you're doing. So I think that that has been uh, definitely a surprise, but a happy one.
0: That's great, excellent. Thank you both, super insightful.
3: Yeah, thanks for sharing that, it's, um, Sarah. And- oh, Travis, yeah. And while you were, we're just sharing that one of the things that came to mind, like, like, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention or highlight my experience at the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence. Because um, we both talked about social-emotional learning. And, and that's another example of like how I was kind of, at least in that explicit language, was exposed to, to the concept because I did an independent study in my junior year and maybe my senior year as well. Um, I studied sociology, but I did an uh, my independent study was in psychology. And the Center for Emotional Intelligence, I, It's kind of like a a mix between psychology and and a child study center at Yale. And and it was a really great great opportunity to kind of see the connection between research and education because the postdoc I was working with, we were doing a study in like a local Connecticut school. It wasn't in New Haven, but in a a neighboring town, um, looking at their social emotional learning program in that school and trying to adapt that to diverse school settings because a lot of the, Previous research at that time, like, was mainly in more homogenous educational settings, and so they're trying to think about the rollout in, in different types of schools um, in Connecticut, um, and also getting the, the, the perspectives of teach of teachers and parents, um, like on that program rollout. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of yeah, it's something that I'm mindful of, and it's something I, I actually keep thinking about the experience, um, even now in my current role, and thinking about how um, potential research projects that connect social emotional learning and, and schools and other settings like criminal justice and, and public health and, and so forth. Um,
2: it, just quickly, it's so interesting that you mentioned that Travis, that was my first class in education that I took at Yale was emotional intelligence, which is taught at the time by Professor Mark Brackett, who runs the Center for Emotional Intelligence. Yeah. So mm-hmm. interesting that we both had that experience. But for me, that was like the first thing that really like clicked in my brain of like, oh, this is interesting. And this is about education. So,
1: yeah, very, very cool. Thank you both for you know sharing so much detail mm. in, in what your experience was like while you were at Yale, what you're doing now um, in a professional capacity. Um, just to kind of, you know, uh, wrap us up a little bit, what I'd love to hear from each of you um, is one piece of advice that you have for anybody who is thinking about going into education as an industry. And I realize that, that is a big ask of a question, but is, You know, if if you found yourself, you know, back in college or you find yourself today thinking, oh, you know, maybe if I was, you know, this age wanting to do a career change into education, like what's one thing that you wish you knew earlier that you would want someone else to know? I think um, (laughs) this is a difficult question. (laughs) You're right. right? (laughs) Um,
2: I think something that is so important in anyone who wants to go into any part of education, whether it be research, whether it be policy, whether it be practice when you're actually in the classroom or doing other work with students, is to get exposure and work with students and families who your work will impact. Because I think so many people want to just focus on, you know, as Travis mentioned, the the triangle, the three kind of different big buckets of education we think of as research policy and practice, people might just want to go into one, but I think getting exposure and knowledge in the other two is so important. So if you want to go into education policy, read some some research, read some books, read some papers, but also like, try to find a moment to connect with teachers, to connect with students and families. And I think that goes the same with if you're wanting to get into teaching in the classroom, Like, be knowledgeable about research that has been done or be not like do research into what are the policies that affect education in your town or in your state because i think without the other two you can really get kind of tunnel visioned in on one area and then lose sight of the whole picture so i think if you want to get into education no matter what the field is or what specific sector you want to go into like look at all three of those things
3: yeah that's really great advice sarah and I don't think that is, I mean, just I mean for folks not to count themselves out, because as we discussed in this conversation, there's lots of opportunities to get involved in the education, and you know even if you've worked on a certain career path that, that you felt was different in education for a while, like um, there's you know skills that you most likely have gained over over the years that are really beneficial for for education, you know, because we, we talked earlier about you know education finance, and that's really a really huge topic and it needs a lot of work Work in. I um, mean, just thinking about the way schools are, are financed, and I think if people are able to, to leverage skills, to think about a more equitable way to to finance education in this country, they're really exciting. And, and there's actually some formal opportunities for people who are trying to make career changes to go into education, um, such as the Education Pioneers um, program, um, for example. So, um, yeah, I think those opportunities are out there, um, and I do think, yeah, there, there are ways uh, to leverage whatever skills you've you've gained over the years, and and also just we'll echo what Sarah said. If at the end of the day, like do, you know, do try to get um, experience if, if you haven't already working directly with students um, and families. Okay, um, it's really eye-opening experience, and, and it really will enrich um, any other work you do in education. So,
1: explore widely and select yourself in. Thank you both. Excellent. That's great.
0: Yeah, this has been a wonderful conversation, very, again, and very insightful. And thank you both for uh, joining us today to share of these experiences and to provide us and our listeners with this wonderful insight. It's been super helpful. Um, So with that, we will wrap things up for today's episode. Um, You can uh, access the information that is available for careers in education through the OCS website, the Office of Career Strategy at Yale at ocs.yale.edu. Steph, I have a feeling you have another reference point for us. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, if, um, if you are, are an enrolled uh, Yale College student currently, um, please check out the Ed Studies program. Um, I think it provides a, a wealth of um, uh, opportunity, resources, collaboration efforts, um, cohort building, Etc. cetera, um, if you're not part of the Yale College community and you just wanna engage even further, I think um, our, our esteemed guests, Sarah Harris and Travis Reginald have actually provided a multitude of entry points and ways to engage in this kind of work um, beyond yes. the university community as well. So um, be sure to uh, really, uh, I'm gonna just kind of repeat what, what has been said here already, but select yourselves in and explore widely.
0: All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. We will see you next time here on Take This Job and Love It. Goodbye, everybody.